Good morning, WrestleZone. Welcome back. It is me, Nick Hausman, at WZ Rebel over on Twitter, and it is a fun Friday. It is a Friday of honor. It is just going to be its just gonna be the best way to end your week. I don't know any other way to say it. In my co-host seat here today, I have our good friend, popular Chicago area radio DJ. He's from 101 WKQX, Kevin Kellum. Kevin. Oh, Nick, you use an adjective that is not appropriate with my name. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I, 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 I would say the, the radio station I'm on is popular. I would say... Yeah, yeah, I am popular. That's right, Kev. Be proud of yourself. Get, get close to your microphone. Be, get, get proud of yourself, <laughs> Kevin. You there you go. Yeah, buddy, uh, I think you're popular. I know Thank that. You. I know that. You know when I mention your name, everyone always goes, "Oh, from 101, right?" They get all excited. I don't know, but you're making me blush underneath this beard. No, it's true. I okay. mean, and you get to like, I get to go to wrestling shows, yeah. right? Because of my job, you get to go to music festivals. Yeah, I get to go. I get to work at Lollapalooza. As silly as that uh, that that sentence sounds. Well, uh, wait, I want to ask you then. Yeah. So obviously, the tragedy in Vegas over the weekend. I hadn't really thought about it how this has, would affect you. Yeah, I mean, it has not been a fun week and this isn't like me saying oh my life is hard and and obviously there's people who dealt with this in a very tragic and life-altering way and and people losing their lives it's 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 a different way to see a tragedy when you're covering it from the media side because you get this real sense of how this affects people on all spectrums and all different areas and all different angles from it and then you get to see it from this little bit too intimate way that's very depressing. Yeah. And then at the same day, uh, you know, our sister radio station is 97.9 The Loop, one of the biggest classic rock radio stations in the country. They lose Tom Petty. And, and that, <sighs> yeah, and, that and happened so once. that happens the same day. And we, we're deeply inbound with the alternative music culture. And then the, the story evolves that the shooter involved in the Las Vegas shooting was uh, booked to be at a hotel near Lollapalooza. Yeah, that's that's why I bring um, it up when you were talking about Lala. So there was, you know, discussions of how do you handle that? Do you talk about it? Uh, you know, obviously me as a comic at the radio station, I'm going to have uh, you know jokes about things. This isn't something I'm going to joke about. So you guys are really having this discussion in the office about how do we handle this? Because it is. I mean, it's it's like a it's it reminds me so much of like when the movie theater thing first started, right? Mm -hmm. Where it's, yeah. this is this sacred fun space it's supposed to be an escape for people to go and enjoy life and now all of a sudden here you go it's got it's got a spin on it that you don't want you it, know? It, it has something on it but i my hope and i really really hope this is is someone who gets to be on the other side of promoting these concerts and, and putting them together and being in the room when they say all right here are the lineups we have for we have shows coming up we're going to be running our radio station is going to be running our nights we stole christmas residency at the aragon a beautiful classic ballroom theater great rock shows it's something we were really really proud of and uh, we've booked three great nights of music and now is that all is there like this ghost in the room is there like this elephant in the room above yeah. it i don't think there is i really really sincerely hope there isn't and furthermore uh to 360 away from that i hope it's even better because people know oh i gotta remember if i go to a concert i'm gonna i'm gonna be safe i'm gonna have a good time i'm gonna keep an eye on everybody and we're all here for the same reason. We're all here to have a good time. Maybe that reminds us we go there and get off your phone a little bit more and, and, and dance with a stranger. And, yeah. And, I, and, I, and be nice to your, your neighbor. I agree. I, and that's the thing is we, you know, as hard as it is sometimes, have to just get back to doing what we love, right? And that's yeah. what you – and that's why I like, you know, you and I love hanging out with you, Kev. You know, you're a passionate guy. You like to work. You like to have fun. You're in a cool, fun industry like that. PMA – 
PMA all day, bro. I don't want your opinion on gun culture. No. I don't. I, I'm sorry that I now have to no. talk to you about it because this is your you know no. business has been pulled in to this conversation. <laughs> yeah. I should not be having to talk to you about gun laws in this no. country. If you're doing your job, Tom Petty would have been the only thing I'm talking with you about. Yeah. And, or not and, if you'd have done your and job. Now, and now America there's, had, there, there's, you know, you, we, uh, you do the digital media thing, and I, I do a lot of the online stuff for the radio station, too, and then it becomes like, well, we're gonna we're gonna have to do a story about this because if we don't, then we look like we're not talking yeah. about what people are talking about. And it's a personal story. That's the hardest part about yeah. it. Yeah, because it's like you know, a terrible thing happens, right? In the wrestling business, Chris Benoit, for example. You know, yeah. I should not be talking to people about forensics evidence, right? I should be like, I remember, you know, Ric Flair's uh, final run. It was great. Or, Let's or, chat a little bit about what's it. What's going to be the great match this Sunday on the pay per view? You yeah. know, like like we should be talking about those things. And when this stuff happens, it makes. It takes away from like the really cool stuff that we actually do this job for. The musicians do concerts for it. You're you listening know? to this podcast at work while you're working out. What you're doing because you love wrestling and you want to have a good time and you want to extend that into your everyday of getting around or doing other things. And I'm sorry if this reminds you that there's people in this world that simply don't want other people people to be happy and healthy. Yeah, and it's just sad. It's just sad, and it shouldn't. It shouldn't stop you from living your life and going out and doing things. All right. Well, very heavy way to start the show here today. But, hey, you know, I, I got you in the studio here. Thanks, when I've got you here, you know, certain I got stories, you, Nick. Certain stories I feel like should be talked about. Um, all right. Uh, yesterday, there was not a WZ Daily. I, I, this is actually the only second daily I did this week. I want to attribute it to the fact that I'm super busy with my new job, which is part of it. But other part of it was just... Weird. It was like a bad luck week for scheduling for folks. And I did successfully have Greg on the show yesterday, but for whatever effing reason, the ghost got in the machine and made like a weird echo effect on our entire episode, so I couldn't release it. Mm -hmm. I am going to release some of Greg's quotes transcribed, especially about how... Did you see the sad news about Greg's uh, wiener? Oh, Gregory Irons. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did hear about that. <laughs> yeah, so Greg was on yesterday, and he thanked everybody, raised $4,500 for... Great independent wrestler, a man who's already uh, uh, fought his way through many different health Jeez, issues. Cerebral palsy. The, the man was an active independent wrestler with cerebral palsy. Endorsed is... by CM Punk yes. while he was in WWE, Correct. in the ring. And continued to wrestle independently. Uh, had a great run in AAW here yeah. in Chicago. I got to see head on. And I think it's so sad when... That guy has to go online and say, like, this is a lot more than <laughs> well, I can afford. He got a bad dick injury. Well, he raised the money. He's going to be fine. Uh, I will release some. <laughs> you want to hear a funny wrestling dong-related story? <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right. So Virgil. Okay. Uh, Virgil, the the uh, the, hi, the, hate, the henchman for Million Dollar Man, Virgil in the 80s right. uh, in WWE, was at a convention. And you've all seen those silly pictures of superstar, wrestling superstar Virgil, just at a table by himself, yeah. lonely, and it's sad, right? Mm -hmm. And a buddy of mine, a comedian, Ryan Buds, works on the MTV show Ridiculousness, uh, is just walking around. He sees Virgil, and he's there to see some other people. He's like, yeah, I love wrestling. I'll go see Virgil. But he realizes as he walks over, there's no one else talking to Virgil, and it's just him. And then Virgil's, like, pushing a bag of loose action figures, just not in a package, just loose action figures on him. He's like, no, I'm okay, man. And then Ryan just, you know, making conversations. He's like, yeah, I mean, you ever think you're going to do anything with WWE again? And Virgil just no pause, just goes. I'm gonna get in the ring and break my dick for them. <laughs> well, well, uh, obviously he understands the risks, right? He's like, yeah, he's like, I am not surprised by Gregory Iron's story. <laughs> 
but, you I, got, but I was like, I was like, who? I mean, I understand you get in the ring, there's risks, but to immediately think that people are going for uh, your crotchal region, crotchal region, crotchal. It's a very technical term. You want to hear another wrestling dick story before we yeah. start the show? Yeah, all wrestling dick tales. It's, fr- it's fun Friday. It's fun Friday. <laughs> it's a Friday of honor. It, fun Friday. It is a Friday of honor. By the way, I should acknowledge I will be re- I will be releasing some exclusive Adam Cole cover art from Ring of Honor here later this afternoon on, cool. on WrestleZone. But back to wrestling dicks. Baby. Back to wrestling dicks, baby. <laughs> wrestling dicks, baby. So I'm not the first to tell this story um, because Sean already told the story. So we, we are we are friends with Sean Waltman here. He was on the Daily Last Fun Friday. X-Pac. X- X-Pac. So yeah. uh, X-Pac hosts a show called X-Pac 12360. Great name for a show. And I haven't listened to it yet. I need to listen to it this week. I've been tweeted by people about it because I get mentioned on it. Mm. Did you know this? Oh, you're getting mentioned. I got mentioned on Sean Waltman's X-Pac 12360 in regards to what happened on Friday when we were recording the Daily. He actually brought up the Daily on his own podcast. Dope. So me and Sean, we had Court Bauer on and... Court and uh, Sean and I all connected on the Skype. That's what we used to connect with. And Sean left his video chat on, okay? So we can all see... I can see Sean. I should say, since I connected it, I can see Sean. Fairly certain Court cannot see Sean. I haven't heard Court talk about what I'm about to talk about, so Uh I have to believe that Uh he could not see Sean. (laughs) Oh, no. So I can see Sean, okay? Oh, no, man. (laughs) All right? And Sean's, like, sitting on a couch, right, in his nice room. And he's talking to me on his computer, right? Yeah, sure. I guess Sean did not know I could see him. Mm-hmm. Even though I had told Sean I could see you earlier in the call. Anyway, we get to the end. Court's literally doing his outro, plugging MLW. Oh, shit. Sorry, I almost spilled coffee all over my lap. You all right? Yeah, I'm good. Oh, I spilled a little bit of coffee on my lap. Okay. Oh, no, dude. It's all about the crotchal reason. It's fine. I'm going to just feel like I sharted myself a little bit the rest <laughs> of the show. Anyway, so... This is a wrestling podcast. Just see if you're so still. So, Sean, <laughs> I can see Sean. Yes. Okay. You can see Xbox. Yes. Sean, uh, like we're listening to Court's outro there. Sean is like he stands up uh-huh. and he grabs his red Dixie solo cup. Sure. And he just whips his dick out and he starts peeing into this solo cup. <laughs> <laughs> and like, <laughs> all, all, all I can see. <laughs> And he's just wearing, like, gym shorts, right? So there's no underwear. It's just like, bam. <laughs> What's that noise again? Bam. <laughs> Taking a stiff clothesline. <sighs> so, anyway. <sighs> he just Bronco busted it out. Yeah. So, he, <laughs> Sean, X-Pac Waltman, childhood hero of mine, whips his dick out and uh, fills his solo cup with urine. He's in the solo cup. And then, now, all, all I can see... All I can see is you just see his face. You no. just see him stand up. It's, it's just li- all. It's literally like the the bottom of the shot starts mid thigh, <laughs> goes up to like just below the rib cage. Like, and just- I, I'm I'm in um Nick's studio right now. I don't know how you would be. You have multiple screens, so you can multi-purpose. You make sure you have all the news and information and your active connection with the other person. I've seen you do right. this before. Right. So you're just scrambling, doing other news, making sure you're getting all the info into the podcast. No, right? I'm actually just sitting there casually watching this because I was waiting <laughs> for the show to watch up. It's actually really hard for me to multitask while I'm doing the show because if I get even a little bit distracted, I lose uh, lose track of what we're talking about. And so I'm like really focused on what's going on. And I'm like, I'm watching it, and I'm like, is he ribbing me? Like, Sean's got to be effing with me right now, because I've had some ridiculous <laughs> memories. I've had some ri- I've had some ridiculous times with Sean X-Pac Walton, all right? And I'll just say that. 
And I was like, wow, maybe he's just ribbing me, right? And the only reason I'm telling this story, by the way, is he's already told his version of this. Sure. I have no idea what he said. Maybe new details in this story. Is your story um, as accurate as his? I don't know. I haven't listened to his version of it. Okay. But the thing is, he doesn't deny it. Oh, hell no. He thinks it's hilarious. He just completely forgot the camera was on. Yeah. And so I called him and actually I just like live texting him. I'm like, (laughs) what the F are you doing? This is hilarious. Ha 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 ha. And he calls me after we're done. He's like, dude, what happened? And I was like, I just watched you pee into a soda <laughs> cup. And not only am I like talking to him on speaker, like Liz is in the room. Liz is like listening <laughs> your, to your girlfriend, Liz. Yeah. So is she is she uh, completely disgusted by all this? Or well, it was really the timing of it. And we got to get to the news. But the timing of it was <laughs> the timing of it was it's really fun Friday. Come on. Because I was she knew I was recording with Sean. and I walked out yeah. of the living room and she's like, you know what, Nick? Like, I've actually been going back and like watching some of Sean's stuff because yeah. I didn't really know anything about it. She's like, he's really good. He's a very prominent figure in wrestling history. He's oh, done wow. a lot of things. And I was oh, like, wow. He won some matches. And I was like, no kidding. By the way, just watched him piss into a solo cup. Whipped his dick out right in front of me there. And uh, kind of tur- turned the mood there. So that's my side <laughs> of what happened. Um, I'm hoping, you know, we'll have Sean on. Ba- Actually, he's scheduled last Friday of the month. He'll be back. Here on the show, we'll revisit this. Maybe I'll <laughs> maybe I'll pee into a cup. You see my dick. <laughs> That's such a bro move. That's such a like, hey dude, I ain't going to well, the bathroom. Well, the reason right here's, here, and I want to clarify too. Uh, now he's not like Michael Jackson, where he just pees in cups and like bottles and leaves them around the house, which yeah. is what Michael Jackson did. Because he was he, he had mental issues. Sean had to pee really bad and was concerned if he ran to the bathroom, he would miss it if we tried to podcast back in. He was a pro, he was a podcast professional. He peed in that solo cup because he was a professional. I've heard Michael Cole wears diapers during Raw. I don't know if that's true, but I want to believe it now. You know what? It You would think, oh, that sounds embarrassing or that sounds gross or something. It makes complete sense. Yes! If Raw is three hours. Holy God. And it's a three-hour live show. I'd have a porta potty just off to the side. Oh, God. What? Do they have one, like, right in Gorilla where they can run to, like, during but, a commercial break? Oh, probably. But, like, yeah, I always wonder about that, too. Oh, man. You know who would, you know who would be able to tell us about this is Rich Brennan. Rich Bikini. Ooh, yeah, he was a SmackDown. Yeah, he was play. a SmackDown com- we, commentator. The next time you got Rich Brennan on, we have to know. This is this sounds really gross oh. and personal, oh right? Oh, my God. We got to know how, like, what would JR do? Because JR would be all, by, all the way by the ring when he had it, ten right? Ga- Ten-gallon hat. Ten- <laughs> <laughs> my God. Come on, man. You get the Mountain Dews in you before the right, show. I have no idea how we got here, but we're moving on from this. Oh, it's because we started talking about Greg Iron's dick. All right. Yeah. So anyway, sorry to Greg. We lost your audio from yesterday. You'll be back on. Greg is now going to be a regular on the daily. He had a mm-hmm. great time. We do co-commentary for Black Label Pro. Mm-hmm. Go check it out. All right. Let's get to the news. Uh, every day here uh, on WC Daily, we know you're busy. We try to just give you the highlights here. Since uh, I didn't get to release Greg's show yesterday, I've sprinkled in a couple of the headlines that Greg and I talked about so I could at least get a take here. I'm going to get it from you, Kev. Sure. I believe we have... Seven big matches today because of it. So we're not going to dawdle here. We're going to get right to the action. Match number one, what are we grappling with here? It's Grapple with Kane, brother of The Undertaker. And yesterday he celebrated 20 years since his WWE debut as Kane. This is not including his time as Dr. Isaac Yankum. He's had a really long wrestling career. Oh, yeah. Like, probably near 30 years now? Oh, yeah. Prop, uh, right at, just below, I would I, think. I, uh, I recall watching a match in the WWE Network in their Hidden Gems collection. Really yeah. enjoy it. 
of him in the ring with Sting. I can't remember what his name was. Um, and he had a more of a jabroni type name. But talk about a guy who really evolved into a character. There's been plenty of different things with Kane that can people say like, oh, this is wrestle crap or this is that, blah, blah, blah. But Kane is really one of those foundation characters that's still there from the Attitude Era that still has credibility when he wins or loses and has been a part of some really great tag teams. Team Hell No is like one of my favorite things in the last few years. And that's the thing is Team Hell No, Team Yes, right? Yeah. Uh, team Hell Yes, depending on what you, people want to call them. Sure, whatever. Uh, yeah, that that is probably one of my favorite Kane runs. You have to. You can't really ever compete with the initial debut and oh, the run on. with the taker. That's Kane. That's one of the best debuts in WWE of all time. Him ripping the door off the Hell in a Cell. I even say the oh, first the first two years, the Kane behind the mask, the, the juggernaut, before he got in with all the DX stuff. You know, just when he was a pure monster, hard to ever argue that wasn't the best run for Kane. But I think just behind that, Team Hell No. And that's right, it was Team Hell No, not Team Yes. Uh, all right, uh, match number one, match number two. Let's grapple with the WWE Network. What do we know about it? 1.6 million paid subscribers and growing. All the updates here coming from PW Insider. I have no idea how they got. They're so scooping you. They got three. They're WWE scooping you, Houseman. Yeah, I don't really, I don't really do the <laughs> scoops. I don't really do scoops. Uh, they got three updates here coming out about the WWE Network. First, WWE is going to be debuting a new show called 365, documentary style show looking back at a year and a wrestler's career. Uh, the first one is going to be featuring Kevin Owens since it's debuted now. It'll debut after Survivor Series. Uh, they're also going to be debuting Goldberg's WWE 24 special a couple nights before that after Raw on November 13th, looking at his uh, last WWE run. And finally, they're reporting that Thunder and Heat are on indefinite hold for release. We don't know in, whenever they're going to be released. Heat so, is that one show I really wanted to see. Well, in, yeah. in place, uh, we are going to next be getting added to the vault the reality era of NXT, which, of course, featured the debut of Daniel Bryan, Titus O'Neil, Bray Wyatt as Husky Harris. All the Nexus guys. AJ Lee. Yeah, everybody there, their debuts will be in that kind of wacky season so a lot of stuff coming out of the network here you, you were pretty beat up about that thunder and heat thing though right i am i think thunder is was really a part of the downfall of wcw just if you look at it in retrospect but heat i really enjoyed because it felt like it took that whole like right before the pay-per-view concept and ramped it up into the idea of the mid card means something and here's this other show where we could do something it wasn't just this like secondary fluff show now it devolved into that but i mean like when they were doing it with mtv in the early 2000s and wwe was really roaring through the attitude era they would have a musical guest on and they had these short little matches and it felt different than smackdown and raw but it felt complimentary to them at the same time and it gave this avenue to other talent to feel important while also just getting your highlight reels in it felt like a nice little sweet package um, and I would end, of course, you have Halftime Heat is in that. They did some big things in that early on when they started with it. Yeah, I agree. Halftime Heat, man, that empty arena match with The Rock and Mick Foley. That, One of the weirdest, coolest matches. It's The the ending is very weird. That that forklift pin has been replicated a couple times since then, but that was the, that was the first time I can remember ever a man getting pinned by a forklift. You, you, don't, you don't pop that shoulder on a forklift, man. I'm, I'm excited about this 365 documentary series. This is, I you know, if you're, if you're looking at what wrestling fans really want right now, if I, you know, I had a friend ask me recently who's thinking about getting into podcasting, what do wrestling fans really want right now? And I told them they want content that's like a book, right? Yeah. Where you can just write on the side of it, this is what it's about. It's a look back at this particular thing or an issue or a, a look at it from this. So you can just pull it off the shelf, you, listen, you listen look to at it the, anytime. Yeah, you look at the success of Bruce Pritchard's podcast, Something to Wrestle With. Sure. It's highly analytical. 
but at the same time gives you the insight as to someone who's there on the ground and you can hear the story and hear it play out and that's very interesting you see it with uh, now sports novels are sort of sort of becoming like yeah, that it, too yeah it, it's a general trend i think i think right now because i mean it does it ebbs and flows kind of what people are looking for you know the news shows are real hot like 5 years ago kind of what we're doing right now not to say what we're not doing right now isn't amazing um, but you know, right now it's it's dri- it drift a little bit more towards historical content. So in this moment, I would definitely tell people that are looking to create something like this is spot on perfect for wrestling fans. This is 2016 Kevin Owens, a documentary look. Boom, hour there you long. go. And there perfect. was there was a great uh, perfect. There was a great survey WWE sent out to subscribers. I saw it. I filled it out about things they would want to tear up the pricing. I think WWE is due for an upgrade in terms of the price. Netflix is Boo! Up the price. Everyone you know, hates like you right now. Hey, hey, man, it's real. It's it's the media business. Uh, but you would get more content with it, too. There would be like a different tier to it. They're talking about doing a podcast platform within the WWE Network. Yeah, no, I, I, I know I've heard what roughly the plans are and things like that. I get it. Mm-hmm. I'm not against making money. Yeah. Sure. I mean, there's a chance to do it, and I'd do it the right way and actually give people things of value. Great. Uh, but nobody. Why? Nine ninety nine. Such a great number. It's got a, such a good ring to it. But if you pay an extra two bucks and then you get the podcast and you get director's commentary on some other things, that's okay too. Yeah, I guess. Uh, all right, match number three. Speaking of the network, let's grapple with NXT uh, exclusively on the network. Uh, the latest episode was Wednesday night. Uh, the taping, the latest taping, took place on Wednesday night. Uh, NXT Takeover Houston is going to take place on November eighteenth. Triple H missed these tapings for the first time ever. First time he's ever missed an NXT taping. Mm-mm. In his place, uh, Road Dogg and Shawn Michaels overseeing the tapings. <laughs> okay. If you're going to find replacements, right? Not too bad. Not bad. Uh, spoiler. Now, there are other spoilers that there were matches that were announced for TakeOver Houston. We're not going to announce all of them, but, of course, the huge news coming Just out of the can't show. Can't keep a lid on this one. You can't. Everybody's commented on it. Triple H has commented on it. War Games is returning. The match was announced by William Regal. It's going to feature the authors. It's the match beyond. It is the match beyond. It is going to feature authors of pain and Roderick Strong taking on Sanity, taking on the Undisputed Era in a three-way tag, not a tag match, three-way war, I guess. Cody Rhodes commented on Twitter that he was actually told about it. This is like two things back-to-back, Starcade and War Games, things his dad, Dusty Rhodes, had huge influence in. Uh, he said that he was told they were going to be bringing back war games, and he trusts, I believe, he says that they are going to do it correctly. So um, my only complaint is I just don't like that it's three teams. I wish they'd have just kept it to two. Yeah. that's my. But that's it. I'm, and, and yesterday, Greg and I, we did talk about this a bit. He made a very good point that everyone involved in this match is very, 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 very talented, right? Eric Young, Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, Authors of Pain of an Ontario, Roderick Strong, right? There's great talent in this. They're going to go out there and do something that is going to be uniquely theirs and make this match something fans are going to love. And I have no doubts this is going to be a great match. In the way that the big multi-man matches have certainly defined certain parts of WWE, you know, for a period the mid-card Intercontinental guys had the Money in the Bank match. That was theirs. There was their big, you know, everybody showcased type format. You have the Royal Rumble, you know, and this was something from the NWA, WCW, 80s, 90s era where Dusty was holding the book that sort of defined that mid-Atlantic time in terms of everybody's going to get in this thing, everyone's going to look good, and the winner or the loser may not be the biggest thing, but the idea of the heart displayed in this beautiful, violent structure is what gets it over. Wrestling is the winner, right? Uh, proverbially, you winner or loser here. 
I think that's perfect for NXT. I think it's a good format that shows off everybody in the match, and even the guys who lose still don't look bad. Yeah, I, I, it should be a great match. It should be a lot of fun. It'd be different. I'm, I'm interested to see how those two rings or the cage over them look in like a WWE environment. How are they going to produce? And those are large rings. The how, WWE ring is a particularly ro- large ring to wrestle. Yeah, right? it's just like how are they going to produce it? Right? I mean, mm-hmm. they don't have pyro, so I mean that was the thing is the cage would always lowered or it explode. Oh, those that '80s like white. Dusty, yeah. like 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 uh, the WCW when they would walk out on the ramp, the early '90s WCW with the big pyro shots behind them. That was that, cool stuff. That's what I want. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun. It is going down uh, NXT Takeover November 18th in Houston. Uh, uh, let's I'm going to make a crazy prediction. Jim uh, Ross going to call that match. Jim Ross, I I'd say there's probably a very good chance of that. Um, uh, well, uh, good chance. I don't know. I'd give it 40-60. I'll say less than 40-60. Yeah. Okay. I don't know that they'll bring Jim out for that one. We'll see. Depends on if he has to pee in his 10-gallon hat. He gets to do all the <laughs> non-NXT stuff for the most part. Okay. So, and yeah, his hat may be filled with poop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. His book just came out. Slobber knocker. <laughs> Go get Jim's book. Listen to the Ross Report. All right, we let's, give him the plug. Let's talk about some big matches that were teased over the last 48 hours. Uh, match number four. I just wrote match teases. And my mm-hmm. build to this match... Big matches sometimes get teased. Yes, they do. That's how I build this. Sports Illustrated talked to Jinder Mahal. He said, I've got unfinished business with Rob Gronkowski from WrestleMania when he Uh cost me the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Triple H, uh, he said uh, when he was getting interviewed by the Facebook headquarters in Mumbai that he would be down to have one more dance with The Rock, and it's something that's been discussed. And talking about The Rock, Tyrese came out and said that The Rock has really made the Fast and Furious franchise about him, and he blames him for a 2020 delayed release for Fast and Furious. So maybe Tyrese and The Rock will will square off. And Vin Diesel, too, the whole Fast and Furious franchise. Uh, Tyrese just wants to remind you that he gets to be in The Rock's shadow in those movies. I think that's more the thing on anything. Not ripping on Tyrese, but come on, Tyrese. You're running one of the biggest movie (laughs) franchises. You run with a very successful show. I think this is just trying to grab headlines. That seems like a publicist gets in your They did it with Vin Diesel. Do you think they're like, that were really work? People thinking that you and Vin don't get along? Let's start it three years out. You and Tyrese just hate each other. I don't think people would buy a Tyrese Rock match. They would buy some some. You got three years to build it. Three years. Three later. years. Three years. Do well here. Let's break all these down. Do we get some type of Rock match at WrestleMania? He didn't. We didn't have anything with him last year. This year? Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> the Rock kind of just does whatever he He's wants. He's super super busy, dude. He's got so much going on. I have no idea what his plans are. I would be an idiot to be like, I think he's going to have a match or not have a match. I'll say this. Jinder Mahal, Rob Gronkowski, that's probably pretty possible because their feud started at WrestleMania last year. He's in the NFL, man. They have they have see, the, the fact that he was able to do just what he did at WrestleMania and get in the ring and physically touch somebody and do something physical. The NFL's a carnival right now, man. I know, but it just strikes Such me a- as there's got to be some type of contract where he can't do something like that. I, I Whatever, man. Gronk, if Gronk wants to wrestle, he's best friends with Mojo. It's no secret that he wants to wrestle. He's in his prime. If he can go out there and do something safe... It's not like they've never had NFL players compete in a WWE ring before. They have. Mm-hmm. It's happened. Lawrence Taylor. Lawrence Taylor. WCW did many NFL players. Right? Well, Mongo McMichael. Kevin Green. There you go. Uh, uh, oh, who was it from the Bears? Uh, no, Mongo well, McMichael. No, but there was another one. Uh, Walter Payton was the. He wasn't in a match. I went and saw it was SummerSlam '94, the first event ever at the United Center before Michael Jordan played in the United Center. There was WWE, and they had a match. I believe it was Sean and Razor. 
Shawn Michaels versus Razor Ramon, and Diesel kept interfering in all the matches and preventing Razor from winning. Right. So Razor said, oh, I'm going to have some heat in my corner. I'm going to have some sweetness. And he had Walter Payton in his That's, corner. You're right. I knew it. Thank yeah. you for helping to clarify that. Yeah, I think it'll happen. And I think it's just crazy to think that Jinder Mahal was in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, which I believe was pre-show, right? Kickoff show for WrestleMania this yeah, year? Yeah, but I mean, come on. WrestleMania itself is... that's but, the. But they knew that like two months later, they were going to put the belt on this guy. And they're like, you know what? While this is kind of a throwaway, if you're going to set him up for something, like a celebrity angle down the line when we know he's going to have the belt, we're going to have Rob do something now. And in that moment, everyone was like, Oh, man, Mahal getting jobbed out to Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. This guy's in the best physical shape of his career. <laughs> Can't you do more with him? And then two months later, they put the belt on him, and he's got yeah. this built-in feud with Gronkowski. And, and, and everyone's like, whoa, oh, Mahal's got the belt. Oh, he's a, he's a drizzly shit. Oh, God. <laughs> the boo birds that are flapping their wings. They're burying Mahal. Uh, no, he's in fans. an angle. He got to be in an angle with one of the most popular athletes in the world, in a, in a portion of WrestleMania that's seen by more people than the actual main card. Yeah. He got to, a lot of exposure out of that, so it's okay. Let's move on past these uh, teased matches here. Match number five on our show, uh, we're going to grapple with the WWE women's division. Uh, right now, there are two women's champions in the WWE. Asuka is headed to Raw. Ronda Rousey could be coming in. Stephanie McMahon continues to stoke those flames. Uh, the twist here, last uh, 48 hours. Uh, NoDQ.com had a transcriber in Paris... That's how I, I had to cite the source here. This other wrestling website had someone in Paris at a Q&A that Lita was doing mm-hmm. where she was asked about whether or not WWE would do women's tag titles. And she said, uh, maybe. And not only that, it's been talked about. Mm. And she would like to see it happen. I don't know. I don't know. And I, I, my, my doubt about it is... There's a ton of great re- female talent right now, WWE. I know there's a ton of great female talent, but I think... We got how many plates we got spinning now in terms of weekly? TV I'd kill shows. the mid card titles for the men and bring in women's tag titles on each brand. It wouldn't so have you're a saying we should get rid of the Intercontinental title, yep. the the United States title, yes, in favor of a third, possibly two more tag team titles. Well, you yeah, I would kill one title on each brand and bring in women's tag titles. Then you just have a top male and female champ tag champs, and then you got that roaming cruiserweight champ. I'm not a fan of it. I'm a more fan of a, a singular tournament every year, like 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 similar to what we get with CWC. I guess, but what do you win? If you, you're you a, win women's, a, tournament. a women's tag title tournament, once a year you get excited about that, what do you do with all these women's tag teams in the interim? The winning team gets defi- gets a triple threat match against one of the women's champions. Is is that too much to do? It, I, I, I just I think having a permanent title that you keep hot lends itself to, do we find ourselves in the 205 category where it's like this thing's up and down it gets real hot then burns up real quick because i would heat it up again i would almost rather the mid card instead of having a title that's where you do your tournament stuff your kings of the rings and whatever like you could replace the uh the prestige of a mid card title with with something like that uh, another kind of championship right another kind of like quarterly achievements yes great that's more like what new japan does right they do more tournaments yeah but part of it is new japan doesn't have to be have you know six hours of tv every week so they're yeah they just do it all at once their story path is completely different the amount of things that the the demand for their product is limited to these big quarterly events whereas wwe it's it's a huge thing across like what 25 different languages and all these different markets and all these different platforms yeah i think it's a little bit too much. I'm I don't. Uh, but that's I, the thing is, yeah. If you're gonna bring in new titles, take away some. 
right? Yeah. The only ones I can think to get rid of would be the mid-card ones. The cruiserweight division at this point as well, just like effing. I, I mean, sure, make the 205 live title. I am so wanna. I can't even, I won't accept any other answer to how to improve 205 live other than making it worldwide live and putting Titus O'Neil in charge of it. <laughs> that's that's a goofy concept. I actually have enjoyed 205 Live, even though Enzo Amore is just a guy you really are starting to like to boo now. I enjoy booing him. I, I've never been more engaged by the show than I have now, since the CWC, since the, the Cruiserweight Classic tournament. I think it's a good idea to have somebody chase this guy. Yeah. I'm into it. Oh, whatever. <laughs> It's Omar versus everyone. That makes everyone <laughs> kind of on the same level, doesn't it? Remember when Neville was the hottest heel in the company three weeks ago? Yeah, true. True. I remember that, too. <laughs> How do you F up a character like Neville? I don't know. Make him a babyface too soon? <laughs> Jesus. Out of nowhere. Match number six. We got two matches left here. Let's wrestle with WWE 2K18. Comes out next Friday, so a week from today. Uh, the twist here, Games Radar reporting that Roman Reigns is going to be the highest rated superstar in the game with a rating of 95 out of 100. Just behind him at a rating of 93, two points lower. Nobody could even come within two points of this man, Roman Reigns. The Rock, John Cena, Brock Lesnar, and Undertaker, and everybody else is just below him. Um, the only reason I think that this is fun to talk about is probably the most trafficked article I've ever done in the history of me as a wrestling journalist was when I... You know, nonchalantly, as Brett the Hitman Hart, you know, what do you think about wrestling video games? And he decided to bring up how Triple H <laughs> and, like, WWE 2K16 yeah. had a higher rating than him. <laughs> <laughs> and then he proceeded to say, and I'm going to use a bad word here, Triple H couldn't lace my fucking boots. <laughs> <laughs> And he was uh, hot about it. <laughs> and I wrote it up, and I put it in the headline. Yeah. And it is easily one of the most traffic things I've ever put out. <laughs> I, I may or may not have made a friend, lost a friend in Triple yeah. H with that article. I'm not sure. <laughs> but nonetheless, that is what was said. So some of these guys take this stuff really seriously. I haven't played any of the WWE games. I played... I think I played 2K15 a little bit, and I really, really enjoyed the career mode. I've read some things about this game that are a little bit different and uh, and how it's going to be a little more engaging as an online player game. I think THQ has done a really, really good job at WWE video games over the last few years. They were getting kind of stale, and I think they've really done things. The marketing is really fun. The 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 be like no one, sure. the, the rap video with all the different people um, lip-syncing along with the track. I thought that was really, really neat. And it makes you excited to, to kind of go and get these games and start all over again. Yeah. Uh, I don't play video games uh, except for this one robot game on my phone, and that's about it. So, anyway. Uh, that last match here, last match, W. let's wrestle with uh, WWE stock. Match number seven. WWE is a publicly traded stock. Uh, are you a big business guru? I try to keep my eye on it, working in media, but I don't try to get too into it. Well, Yahoo Finance is reporting that there was a 28% growth this year in stocks, citing a record, or w, in WWE stock, citing record revenue, new television contracts were on SmackDown, as well as an introduction of the WWE Network in more international markets. the I'm going to read the whole thing here because I'm not smart enough to remember this all. The report also <laughs> noted WWE recorded at revenues in 2007, recorded record revenues in 2016 and saw individual quarterly increases in 2017 of 10% in Q1 and 8% in Q2, likely to due to increases in revenue in North America, Europe, and Africa, as well as larger WWE Network subscriber base. Yahoo also cited WWE's signing with international sports marketing agency Lagarde Sports, as well as continued international WWE network growth and, e and new TV deals in markets such as Japan, Australia, 
and other many ways WWE continues to increase its revenues going into the fall. A uh, very rave report about WWE business. So, if everything's so good, yeah. where's my pyro? Where's my pyro? Where's my pyro, bro? Maybe it's just simply let's focus. It seems you're reading that report and how much growth they had there. Notice that all of that growth was based on international markets. It was all international. As the 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 focus when WWE Network was launched, a lot of that was domestic. It was a big, big rollout. There was a bunch of different ads. You can go anywhere on Google and see ads on it. If you were a wrestling fan, you had Googled WWE in the last 14 years. You were seeing ads. WWE was really spending money on that to get that word out and to get their name as this kind of alternative service to pay-per-view. And it helped get them a new TV deal that maybe isn't great, but in the long term is healthy, I think. And now it's settled into, let's expand this thing globally. Let's go global. And people I know, just talking to friends of mine in England that are wrestling fans, that they were like, the rollout to get it here took so long to get it there. But now you look, oh, UK championship. You know, we've taught, we've heard rumblings of different international championships. Uh, I think WWE's international growth now will be their focus over the next couple of years. This is the cycle they go into. They go domestic, then they go international, then they go domestic. It's it's a smart move. It's a good pivot. All right. And with that, we're going to jump into the hashtag WZ Daily Social Media Center to wrap up this fun Friday. I'm just going to ask you the poll questions, Kevin. We're going to see if you uh, you agree with the fans or not. So Let me so see often, if I match up with the fans. Every so often, agree, agree. I want to mm-hmm. see if you agree with okay, the fans. Right. You know, it's not about matching. I don't want you to guess what you think they said. I want okay. you to tell us how you feel. Sure. And we'll see if you're in line with the, yeah. the common wrestling fan here. So I run polls on Twitter at WrestleZoneCom uh, every day or most days after the show. And you can vote on something that I am looking for you guys' input on. Um, let's start here with uh, which feud do you enjoy the most? WWE versus Bullet Club, Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar, The New Day versus The Usos, or AJ Styles versus Baron Corbin? Which of those four? I like The New Day versus The Usos. Really excited for that match this weekend at Hell in Cell. I agree. That's actually what I voted for, but we're out of touch, man. Over 300 <laughs> votes, 63% of people chose the WWE versus Bullet Club. That's what on, they think is most On the internet, yes. That makes complete sense. <laughs> Only 20, you know, but we were in second place. 24% New Day Usos, Reigns Lesnar at 10%. But, but even less interesting to people, AJ Styles versus Baron Corbin, 3% of the vote. You got to get AJ Styles on TV, not just on the big screen in the Tron, you know? Uh, I want to thank Rowdy Roddy D, who says he thinks that Mickey James should get another title run. Uh, all right, here we go. Who of these, which of these wrestlers do you want to see Kalisto wrestle on 205 Live? Do you sure. want to see Kalisto wrestle Enzo, Neville, Mustafa Ali, or another person, a write-in candidate? I would like to see him wrestle all those guys. I think Kalisto being added to 205 Live, just a smart move. Fresh face. People know him. They pop for his Should have happened at the 9 o'clock hour. Should have happened at the 9 o'clock hour. <laughs> should, not have been, should not have been something you delayed that late into the show. Uh, I think what 205 Live is really missing is Rey Mysterio. We've talked about that before. I think he's the, the guy you could spend your money on and get, get the pop from him and get the the real Latino market to really rush back to him being on television. That man has such... Uh, a patronage with the Latino community that it really just gives him legitimacy everywhere he goes. All right. I'm actually going to close the mailbag up. I didn't realize how much longer we'd gone. All right. If you guys have feedback, hashtag WZ daily over on Twitter, go answer our questions. I'll try to dive in a little bit deeper next Friday. 
I have to get back to work because my job now entails more news duties for me. Um, mm. But uh, go over to iTunes, find Russell's own radio, subscribe for free. We will not be on the air on Monday. Uh, Ross may or may not do a Raw Rebellion Monday. I don't really know. But it'll be Columbus Day, so don't expect anything from us. I will put news on the site. Uh, Ring of Honor Global Wars is going to be airing from Chicago on iPay-Per-View next weekend, October 15th. I'll be there. Ross will be there. Are you coming? I'm going to try and make it out. Big card there. lot of international stars from New Japan and Chicago. You get a rare opportunity to see them here in the United States. I know they have weekend shows, I believe, in Ohio, uh, that uh, Friday and Saturday, uh, that they'll also have New Japan talent at for Ring of Honor. But we get that iPay-Per-View on Sunday here in the Villa Park area right outside of Chicago. going to be a fun time. Yeah, and uh, there was a match that was just out uh, announced this morning. I know we get Kenny Omega. Yeah, the we're gonna New get, Japan United States champion is going to be there. Yeah, we are going to definitely going to be getting um, uh, Kenny Omega there and defending the IWGP US title. But Colt Cabana is going to be taking on what is it? Yano, Yoshi. Yano, what a, that is going to be Toshi Yano. Did I get his name right? I or? believe. I believe. Uh, yeah, that'll be a fun match. I, I I was trying to Google it to make sure I said it right. I couldn't find his name, but is, is it y- Yoshitano? Tony Yasho? Be- <laughs> Tony Yasho? <laughs> now you. Tony Romo is no. Colt Cabana facing Tony Romo at, no. at New Japan Global War Chicago. Calm down, Cowboy fan. Sorry. All right, it's not happening. Sorry, sorry. I, I know that your Texas is coming out there, but no, he's like the New Japan's version of Colt Cabana. He's hilarious. Yeah. So I mean, you're gonna have a very good uh, comedy versus comedy match up uh, here. I saw that. I was like, oh my god, this would be great. I'm gonna get Cabana's take again on it. Uh, tons of great action. Uh, catch that on iPayPerView. Um, hashtag WZ Daily. I'll be back uh, October 21st in two weeks uh, for Black Label Pro. Uh, they're doing the Darkest Timeline Championship Tournament Phase 2. Faces of Fear will be there. I'll be there. Gregory Iron and his repaired penis will be there. <laughs> and then um, on November 19th, you can come to Viva La Wrestling 3 at Reggie's. It'll start at 4 o'clock. And uh, after the show's over, we're all going to take a bus to Duffy's and watch Survivor Series. And by the way, this is actually cool. I was supposed to announce this on the show. Duffy's it was so happy we were taking this bus mm-hmm. from the show to there, right? And we and and Reggie's is like we'll cover the bus. We think this is a great thing. We think it's awesome. We'll just give you the bus. Oh, that's they're, great. They're paying for the driver, the gas, the whole thing to include it in this package. So it's free for you guys to take the bus from Reggie's to Duffy's for your all-day wrestling spectacular, right? Cuz Reggie's is just really nice. And Duffy's they were like this is way too generous for you, right? For uh, for you guys to do this for us. They're going to put posters up. They're going to put flyers up. And I, and, I, and I was like, wow, that's really nice to you guys. And then I was like talking to this crew called Swerve Video, which is the crew that filmed Black Label Pro, their debut in Crown Point, Indiana, the show Greg and I did. Yeah, video they crew. Did, they did an amazing job, an incredible job. And so I went back to Duffy's and I go, if you really wanted to help us out, would you all considering sponsoring the show so that we can have the best production in the Midwest start covering these shows? Duffy said, no problem wrote me a check on the spot. So thanks to Duffy's coming on as a sponsor. We are now going to be filming the very amazing film crew, Viva La Wrestling 3, November uh, 19th at Reggie's. And it's just it's just getting better. We've got that. The poster looks great. All the graphics look great. This is going to be a leg- this is a legitimate thing now. Marcus Crane and I, we used to just get drunk and talk about how mm-hmm. we're going to start a wrestling company. Now we have a real one. Well, good you did. Yeah, amazing. So anyway, Duffy's is great. Reggie's is great. You're all great. I'm at WZ Rebel over on Twitter. Thank you very much for tuning in. And uh, Kev, what do you want to plug from over here to wrap up? Oh, the wow. We're plugging everything here. The Nights We Stole Christmas coming up at the Aragon in Chicago, November 30th, December 1st, and 2nd. Night one is Papa Roach opening up for Rise Against. Night two is Cold War Kids with Boss of the People. Night three, how about this lineup? 
two different people from two different worlds, but we get a great mixture of both. One of the hottest rap acts in the world, Run the Jewels, will be performing with Queens of the Stone Age. You can get your tickets at 101wkqx.com backslash stole. <laughs> 